Good morning, and welcome to Speaking of Animals. My name is Caitlin Holling, and I'm the Community Outreach and Development Coordinator at the Flag of the Humane Society. And today I am joined by my lovely co-host, Tom Carroll. Thank you, Caitlin, and good <laughs> afternoon to you. Yes. Did you have a good Christmas? Christmas, uh, yes, except uh, my... Uh, Kansas City Chiefs lost. Uh-oh. <laughs> yes. Oh, I know you're sad about that. <laughs> so, it was a three-football day for me on TV. But Oh, wow. Three anyway, games. Yes, it was fine, but I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> we missed you last week. <laughs> I missed all of you. <laughs> Happy Saturday to everyone. I hope everyone had a great week, and I can't believe we are almost to 2024. 2023 feels like it flew by for me. It was a very busy year. How about you? It, uh, I have the same four. Um, I'm, every year I do the same thing. I resolve not to uh, drink a beer or a cocktail or a cigarette <laughs> or uh, coffee. And oh, wow. I, and I've had the same one for 89 years. Oh, my goodness. Isn't that strange? You yes. don't drink coffee in? I don't even drink coffee. And here I, I was for 53 years in the hospitality field and wow. just never started it. That's amazing. <laughs> so if you tuned in last week, you may have heard us discussing our canine friends and their extraordinary senses and the week before we talked about it a little bit last week and a lot the week before but we also covered a very interesting story last week about how reindeer's eyes change colors based on the season so make sure you check that out if you haven't and this week i thought it would be fitting to now talk about our feline friends and learn about their senses i didn't want to leave our kitty friends off. This information is from an article titled A Cat's Five Senses by Dr. Carly Patterson, a clinical assistant professor at Texas A&M College of Veterinary Medicine and Biomedical Sciences. Have you ever wondered if your cat sees in color or how much better his sense of smell is or hearing than ours? The truth is, a cat's senses work in fascinating ways, and they're superior to ours, though not in every case. In the animal kingdom, big cats have developed several adaptations that allow them to be top predators in a variety of ecosystems. While modern house cats may not need to hunt to the exact same extent as wild cats, our pets still kept several interesting abilities that enhance their senses. Have you ever noticed that your cat's eyes are more widely set apart than ours? This gives the cat a 200 degree range of vision compared to our 180 degree range of vision. And if you look at their pupils, they can go from thin and narrow to round and full in seconds, especially when the light is dim or they're ready to play. The University of California has shown that cats can adjust their vision to see in a much wider range of low-lit areas than we can. Cats literally open their eyes wider and can dilate their pupils to see five times better than we can at night and in dark environments. And cats are often seen playing and wandering around at night, leading many to believe cats can see in the dark. While this is not entirely true, Patterson said cats can see in near darkness much better than people. 
and many other animals. Cats can dilute their pupils in low-light situations, and they have a special reflection layer called tapetum lucidum that allows them to reflect more light in the back of the eye, she explained. By the way, I'll come back and make sure that you know those two terms I just said. (laughs) In the daytime, however, humans actually have better vision. We see the world in full color, whereas scientists believe cats can see in only green and blue. A cat's vision also gets blurry after about 20 feet. So in this instance, we see better than our cats, except when light levels are low. Your cat's sight is extraordinary, especially their peripheral vision. A cat's pupils can dilate wider to capture a panoramic view of the landscape. They are also specialists in detecting movement, as you might suspect. This is a trait honed over thousands of years of hunting, and it's interesting to note that, however, that cats do have a blind spot right under their chins. We're all very familiar with the sight of a cat's crouched, hunting their prey, utilizing their excellent eyesight and reflexes. But did you know that cats also have a remarkable sense of hearing? Cats' hearing is actually better than both humans and dogs. This might not surprise some of you who have noticed that your cat suddenly appears at the slightest sound of the food can opening or can hear your car pulling into the driveway. You may have already experienced your cat's impressive hearing capabilities. According to Cornell University of Feline Health Center, cats can detect sounds with a frequency of 60,000 vibrations per second, while we can only hear up to 20,000 vibrations per second. Cats have a hearing range of 45 hertz to 85 kilohertz, and cats have a broader hearing range compared to dogs and humans. Cats have one of the broadest hearing ranges among all mammals. And cats are particularly good at hearing higher-pitched sounds and higher frequencies. Cats can also hear sounds four to five times farther away compared to humans. Here's interesting. The structure of a cat's ear is very important. As you know, cats have large, pointy external ears. These primate pay act, act as little radars that swivel to pick up noises and funnel them into the ear canal. From there, the sound waves hit the eardrum and make them vibrate, sending these through to the cochlea, K-A, K-L-E-U-H, phonetically. Cochlea. It's, yeah, cochlea, thank you, of organ course. of hearing. The cochlea sends signals to the brain to register the sounds, and the cat reacts to the noise. The inner ear contains the cochlea and the vestibular system. This vestibular system is responsible for balance, which, as we know, cats are well known for. I'm sure we've all seen a cat walk gracefully along a fence or a wall without losing its balance. This is an essential feature of the inner ear, and ear problems can cause issues with not only hearing, but also with balance. So be sure to look out for that if your cat is a little off balance. It might be an ear infection or something similar. 
The pinae have 32 muscles, or the ear, have 32 muscles to help them rotate to pick up noises. They can move independently of each other. And those 32 muscles in the ears allow them to rotate their ears up to 180 degrees. This helps them to pinpoint where the different sounds are coming from. Our own ears only have six muscles and are pretty much stationary. Cats, like many other animals, have an extra field on their, on their ears called Henry's Pocket. According to Patterson, this feature exact fi- function is unknown, but many believe it helps to enhance high-frequency sounds, sounds that may be inaudible to people, such as the squeak of a mouse, are easily heard by cats. Cats hear sounds of varying frequencies, and they are especially adept at hearing high-frequency sounds, sounds that humans may perceive as normal background noise could be stressful to the cat. For example, high-pitched noises that are barely audible to human ears, such as the buzz from an LCD computer screen, can be loud and very annoying to cats. This problem can be greatly reduced by turning electronics off when not in use. Also, while we're on the topic, I just wanted to remind our listeners that a normal healthy cat should have clean ears that do not need any regular cleaning. If your cat's ears seem clean and aren't bothering your cat, there's no need to intervene. However, some cats can develop a buildup of wax in the ears for various reasons. In these cases, cleaning the ears regularly with an improved ear cleaner, ideally from your vet, is beneficial. But first, if you do notice a buildup of wax, be sure to bring your cat in for a veterinarian exam to rule out an ear infection if you notice their ears becoming dirty. And we're going to take one quick break, and we'll be back. back with Tom. Now, while cats have above average hearing and night vision, their ability to taste is comparably weaker than the human sense of taste. We have 9,000 taste receptors, while cats have only 473. It's one reason why cats are often referred to as finicky or picky eaters. Not only do cats have fewer taste buds, They're also not as sensitive. That's why they rely morally on their sense of smell when it comes to choosing food. Humans enjoy five taste forms. Sweet, sour, bitter, salty, and savory. Cats, however, only have four. According to a 2005 study, scientists at Monell Chemical Sense Center found that cats do not have a taste receptor for sweetness. Patterson explained that due to cats lacking the sweet taste receptor... Even if they seem attracted to some sweet foods, they likely are only detecting the fat in the texture. On the other hand, cats can smell much better than people, but not as well as dogs. Felines have about 200 million scent receptors. In comparison, humans have a mere 5 million. But dogs still win with 300 million scent receptors, so over 100 million than the cats. But while cats have far fewer scent receptors than dogs... Research has shown that cats may be better at discerning between different smells. Veterinarian Dr. Eric Broad adds that besides using the nose, a cat can smell with an additional scent organ called the Jacobson's organ located in the upper surface of his mouth. 
Have you ever seen a cat staring into space with his mouth partially open? He's using his Jacobson's organ to sense something out. So it's no wonder that cats can smell 14 times better than humans. Cats depend on their sense of smell to learn about their surroundings, to detect other cats and people, to communicate with each other, and to smell out impending danger. They will also often leave their own scent behind. According to veterinarian Dr. Pam Johnson-Bennett's website, cats have scent glands on their paw pads, cheeks, lips, forehead, flanks, and tail, as well as two anal glands. So not only do cats have a super sense of smell, but they also leave their own sense of smell behind for other cats to detect. Finally, cats use their whiskers to enhance their sense of touch and balance. The skin is the largest sensory organ that we and our cats possess. While we have very little hair on our skin, a cat's fur provides him with a host of functions related to touch. Ingeva Zoderman, a neural, neural, what is that? A neurophysiologist. We'll all remember that. Found <laughs> that gently stroking the guard hairs or main top coat of a cat evokes different reactions depending on the speed and intensity of each stroke. The reactions can range from aggression and tension to joy. But it's the kitty's whiskers that are most amazing. Most cats have 12 whiskers arranged in four rows on each cheek and have whiskers on the backs of their front legs even. They help a cat determine the ambient temperature, how windy it is, which way the wind is coming from, and even the force of the wind. Veterinarian Dr. Prim says that cats have the ability to sense atmospheric changes, a trait inherited from their wild feline ancestors. Whiskers are strategically located on a cat's face to transmit critical sensory information, such as the ability to fit through passageways, potential obstacles, and even a sense of overall balance, you're saying. Although house cats tend to spend more time napping than hunting, their senses give them abilities that are shared with many of the world's top predators. Next time you watch your cat play, you'll know that their dilating pupils, rotating ears, and other characteristics are signs that they are using their keen senses. Knowing something about your cat's five senses can help you better understand how they experience the world and even give you some valuable insight into their behavior. We hope you all enjoyed and learned something new today, and we're going to take one more quick break, and we'll be right back. And we're back with Tom. And I just wanted to let you all know that we had a great month at the Flagler Humane Society. We had over 150 adoptions just this month, which is amazing. And we're really grateful to everyone that chose to come out to adopt. And we, the animals really appreciated, of course. And also, it makes room for more animals that are coming astray to our shelter. So it helps out everyone overall a lot. Um, also, we have our foster program going on. It started on December 18th, and it was kind of a foster for the holidays type 
program that we were doing, but it's never too late to start fostering. You can foster any time of the year, whenever you wish to. Um, but fo- the foster for the holidays was going on. You can pick up your animal and we can say, or we say that you can return them or adopt them by January 7th. So if you would like to still participate in the foster for the holidays, these animals would love to get fostered or just get out of the shelter for a few days, a week even, would really help them out and help them decompress from the stressful shelter environment. Um, Also, speaking of dogs available for adoption, we have a few dog adoption events Um, every weekend. Every Saturday, we have a dog adoption event at PetSmart. It starts at 11 a.m. and it goes till 2 p.m. And that's the PetSmart in the Target Plaza in Palm Coast. And that's every Saturday. And then every Sunday, we have a dog adoption event at Pet Supermarket. And that is from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. And that's in the Pet Supermarket on the other side of Palm Coast by Chick-fil-A. So we have them on both sides of Palm Coast, wherever you live. You can come check out some of our adoptable dogs. And also feel free to come through the shelter. We have lots of new dogs coming in daily. Small dogs, every breed, every gender, every size. So if you're looking for a new dog or cat, we have lots available. And don't we have a First Friday coming up pretty soon? Yes, Tom. Yes, thank you. Yes. <laughs> you want to talk about that? I, I thoroughly look forward <laughs> to that. That's the one event that I make sure that I'm there early and stay late. I can't and can't tell you the enthusiasm that is generated throughout that park by everybody, young and old alike. Everybody likes puppy dogs yes and the dogs really enjoy it too they ju- they really do they really feel as if take me home please take me home i like you a lot yeah definitely and even if they don't get adopted it's still not a waste of time it's still a great way, um way to spend our time and for the dogs to spend their time it helps remind people that we're there and these dogs need homes it also is a good way to earn donations and then also just the dogs getting out of the shelter for a few hours is really beneficial for them and the volunteers of course yes. love it as well yeah, it's 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 something very very special and we all have had dogs but uh one more in the family won't hurt <laughs> it does so much good for all concerned Yes. So thank you so much for listening. I look forward to speaking with you all about animals again next week. I hope, jo- I hope Tom will be joining me again. I'm looking forward <laughs> to it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. I'll see you all next week. Bye-bye.